podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the This Is Ibert's podcast. I'm your host, Ross Chalmers. And this is your post-match reaction to Rangers' 3-0 victory against Celtic this afternoon in the Old Firm Derby here at Ibrooks. I'm joined by Tommy McIntyre. It's been a great day. Tommy, give me your, your overall, well, maybe not your overall thoughts, so just give me your immediate thoughts after that, that victory for Rangers today. Trying hard not to, not to smile overly here. It's been a really, really good performance, and I think that's probably the important thing. This wasn't a, a snuck victory. Like Rangers turned up trying to trying to do something. Michael Beale got the tactics spot on. We'll speak about individual players. Good day, sun shining, fans enjoying it, players enjoying it. Three points in the bag. Yeah, that's what sunny weekends are made of. Yeah, I mean it's certainly I mean, a good day. I was I was really surprised by by Rangers' start today. Not that it, it wasn't what I was looking for, but I think I expected Celtic to, to probably come out the traps a bit quicker than us based on the last few fixtures. But I think. You know, Rangers really showed up today, and from the start, and you know, whistled. They were they were right up for it. What we'll do is we'll have a wee look at the. I like doing this on the, the reactions because it's good to analyze your emotions before the game and after the game. So, give me your thoughts on on the lineup from today. It was a bit of a, you know, a makeshift lineup. Let's be honest. Rangers are, are struggling slightly at the moment in terms of, of injuries and and big players missing. You know, Ryan Kent, Alfredo Morelos, things like that. It was a uh, Robbie McCrory goals, James Tavernier, Connor goals, and John Suter. Redvan Yilmaz, it was a midfield three today. Um, something a wee bit different. John Lundstrom, Ryan Jack and Nico Raskan. And it was up front, Todd Campwell, Fashion Sakala and Ravi Matondo. So what, what were your thoughts coming in, Tybert, today once you'd, you'd seen that lineup? Well, I think that there was question marks over, right, you know, Robbie McCrory's trying to grab that number one jersey. Interesting to see Yilmaz. I think there's a, a lot of positivity after that performance today for Yilmaz in particular. It was a case of how would the midfield and the front three particularly work for me. Uh, we know that Celtic have, by and large, this season given us a torrid time in the middle of the park. Could we see Lundstrom, Jack, pretty sure it's Raskin, um, Raskin, Raskin, we'll go with one of them, Nico, uh, and uh, and Cantwell work effectively whilst using Matondo and uh, Sakala to exploit the space. And that was where I was concerned and that was where I was really interested. Actually, the, the tactics and the players and the attitude were spot on. You know, we saw that from the first minute with people like Cantwell snapping into tackles. Celtic got pushed back in terms of maybe they thought they would have that fast start, which is something they're known for. Didn't happen today. Rangers had the fast start, grabbed a hold of the momentum, never really let it go. Got a little bit of luck here and there. But yeah, absolutely, that was my initial thoughts and they were put to bed within the first three minutes or so. Well, there's an interesting comment here from James Ken. He says 11 players giving full effort today was the difference. That I think he couldn't be, you couldn't be more correct there. I think we've seen 11 players come onto that part today for Rangers with a point to prove, maybe an individual point. Some of these players maybe know they're not going to be here next season. Michael Beale spoke about that, but we've definitely seen a, a real team performance today. And I think in terms of that midfield three, it was... A peculiar one because we haven't really seen Michael Beale play with a, a kind of flat three like that and it, it kind of goes back to the, the Steven Gerrard era I think where he used to commonly play midfield threes like that in, in this fixture so it was a bit of a throwback today but I think it set us up brilliantly the 
the ability to to go long, be quite direct, and and have three midfielders sitting there trying to you know pick up turnovers and and keep Celtic pending when they can. So, yeah, I think I agree with a lot of your points in the the you know thoughts in the original lineup, and I, I just thought it was a you know a really smart move from Michael Beale today, and shows that he does have that kind of tactical nous that we're looking for that he can change it. I think we've seen that from him now. He's willing to change formations, styles, systems when it's applicable. So. Really encouraged by that. We'll, we'll, we'll just start with the, with the goals then. Of course, a really fast start from Rangers. The first goal comes from a, a John Lundstrom shot on the edge of the box. Uh, it's, a, it's a good save from Joe Hart, to be fair, but Todd Campbell reacts quicker than any other Celtic player in the box, and, and he smashes it home. It's actually a really good finish. Um, I believe, I think it's on the bounce a wee bit, and he, and he gets over it, and he, he smashes it. And what, what did you make about that, that first goal, Tommy? Because... At that point, Rangers had all the momentum and, and really it was the perfect time to, to grab a goal. Yeah, listen, absolutely. And you've described it you know, thoroughly, too thoroughly well there. I'm not entirely sure I'll get I'm not really that. giving you much there to go with. I apologise. Yeah, but please, please have a go at them in the comments, uh, listeners. But no, listen, before we get to that, I don't want to walk past the fact that one of the key things from the, the team sheet today in the deployment with the players was Michael Beale didn't fall into, some, some of it was taken out of his hands, but didn't fall into the trap of giving players that last hurrah, going back the way, you know, people like, uh, we have to speak about Malfredo Morelos to some extent, this was a a future team, if you like, with people like McCrory, with people like Suter, with people like Yilmaz, and then you think, okay, that's something really positive getting built there. This is a really good moment for them as a group, as they carry that into the summer as, as well. In terms of the goal, yeah, listen, how pleasing to see a goal coming, even indirectly from a shot from outside the box. And fair play to John Lundstrom today, I thought he was effective. You know, he's, he's had his detractors, myself included, but he's, he's got back to doing the basics and it worked really well in terms of that link play with, with Cantwell uh, and Jack, etc. And, and Raskin, who probably sneaks under the radar because Cantwell was so good today, but Raskin was absolutely immense and deserves a call out. But yeah, listen, it's a really good follow-up and that's what you're looking for, players to follow in. And then he takes it on the bounce. I think it goes through Joe Hart's legs. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I'm sure somebody can clarify that in the comments. But, um, yeah, it's a really, really good finish. And it speaks to one of the things that we were speaking about in the game. I'm sure same at home. I was surprised by the aggression of Todd Campwell. It's great to see his work ethic. But it's undeniable the amount of talent on the ball. And that is a difficult finish. We've seen that with the likes of Sakala rolling things past. Uh and an empty net. Joe Hart's still in that area. It's still a tight finish. He keeps it down. He focuses. All of a sudden, it's 1-0 and we've set the tempo. Yeah, I think it's a bit of an instinctive kind of number nine movement from Todd Campbell, isn't it? That you're you're ready for, for anything moving around the box, the ball moving around the box. And it's probably another side of Todd Campbell's game that we probably didn't think existed. But again, he showed today that he's able to, to get in there and grab goals. We've seen several goals over the last few performances from Todd Campbell. I think we put it on our Twitter account and, and we welcome back to Todd Campbell because he was rightly named man of the match. But, you know, 1.5 million for this boy, really. As soon as that goal went in today, I think it just sums up how how good a player he is and he's really starting to show it in these big games. And and let's be honest, there's a lot of Rangers fans out there that, that believe a lot of these players haven't showed up in the big games. And the fact that, that Todd Campbell is doing that so early in his Rangers career is, is really, really encouraging. We move on to the second goal then, I think. I think it's fair to say, Tommy, that the first half did have a wee bit of back and forth between the two teams. I felt Celtic started to come into the game a wee bit, started to dominate possession maybe more than we would like. And uh, Rangers were really trying to play off kind of second balls and break quickly. And 
I wouldn't say that the goal came against the run of play, but I don't think uh, Rangers were in the ascendancy at that point. I think it was quite an even game, if, if we're going to be honest on this on this podcast. But of course, second goal comes, really good corner, and it's a fantastic header from John Sutter, which I think we've all felt that Ben Davies maybe doesn't offer us that aggressiveness as a, as a centre half, and again, he's he's got in that area. He's first to, first to win the header, and and it's a really really good finish, and just. Before you come on to that and describe your thoughts, Nigel, I'm really pleased for John Sutter today because it's not been an easy, you know, let's be honest, last two or three years of his career. And he gets his big move to Rangers last summer. And really, he's been injured the vast majority of the season. But he comes in today, Ben Davis is out, and he puts on a performance like that and gets a goal. I mean, he said in the press conference there, told me that, that you know, that's what the dreams are made of. That's what it's all about. You know, tell us your thoughts on, on that goal and and maybe a wee bit about your thoughts on John Sutter today. I'll tell you my thoughts on you stealing all my best lines uh, on this in terms of the press conference, etc. But again, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm working with here to some extent. We're, we're just so happy. But um, no, listen, I, I think you're absolutely right. If I take away the glibness there, John Sutter was extremely front foot and aggressive. It's nice to see that pairing work with Goldson as well. Um, maybe not came across you know on the TV, etc. But Sutter's quite a big talker as well. And you could see a lot of dialogue going back and forward. You're absolutely right. It was the area that we were down at in terms of he was getting that header. Joe Hart's not got not got a chance there. And and as you reference, I do want to go back to speaking downstairs to him in the in the press conference. You know, really humble, nice guy. Really, you could see it meant a lot to him in terms of not just scoring in front of the fans today and getting that win, but also everything he's been through. And like you mentioned, the quote there, it's the stuff that dreams are made of. I think there's. If, we, if John Sutter can stay fit, there's an absolute quality centre back in there. And, you know, one one game doesn't make it, but a Goldson Sutter pairing at the back sounds pretty promising. If we can keep a hold of them, they really they really dovetailed well today and, and, and matched up perfectly against what Celtic were trying to offer. I was just going to bring up a comment there actually from Darren Nock. He's saying that, you know, Sutter is looking a better player than Davis. I, I think they're. they're They've both got a, a differing skill set. I think that's fair to say. I think they're both good centre halves in their own right. What I'm interested in your point of view on this, Tommy, is we've we've heard a lot over the last couple of weeks about Ben Davies must play. He gives that balance on the left. He's a left footer. Well, I think we've seen today that I don't know if that is actually required when you have John Suter there. I, I, there was one in this. I think it was in the second half where the ball's played into him and he and he's facing towards the right touchline and he fizzes a ball. First time into John Lundstrom and Rangers are able to play out from it. You don't get you don't get that from a left sided centre back. He takes that in and he plays it out wide. So, look, there's pros and cons of both. But what what do you make on you know John Sutter and Ben Davies then after that performance today? Is this would you like to see John Sutter stay in there at least for the rest of the season and and potentially being the the number one centre and a half next to Goro Golds next year? Yeah, I, I, listen again. I've, I've referenced you know one one game doesn't make. You know, make a consistency level, and John Sutter has to stay fit and, and, and get into that mode. But yeah, I like I like Goldson and Sutter as a pairing. I'm I'm all for it. It's no bad thing to then say. Well, I don't think you know the criticism that Ben Davies gets is probably wholly deserved. I think there is a decent centre back in there. It's, it's no bad thing to have both of them in the squad. You know, Rangers are about adding quality in the squad, forcing people to fight for their jersey, then forcing them to keep the jersey, which is maybe some of what this squad's failure has been. There's been no challenges in the background to some players so yeah I mean if Rangers keep a hold of both of them I'm not going to be particularly worried but yeah probably if you were 
you're forcing me into a, a corner here for an answer. I like Suter better than I like Davies, and I like to see a Goldson Suter for the rest of the rest of the season. That's exactly the answer I was looking for. I wanted to put you in the spot, so thanks for that. I don't know if I would agree with you, but I'm going to let the comments decide whether you're right or wrong. I think that's the best way to go for it. Just before we move on to the second half then, Tommy, what, what were your thoughts at halftime in terms of how Rangers had to approach the second half? Did you Was there a wee bit of nerves in there regarding previous fixtures and maybe Rangers' lack of control in these games? Did you maybe think you know, we have to come out and just ensure we don't lose it? Or did you think, let's come out and let's get more goals and, and really, you know, send a message for next season? What do you think at halftime? I think there would have been a, a level of, listen, don't get caught up in it. You've got that 2-0 lead. You've been fairly solid. You know, I think a big moment was obviously after we went 1-0 up and then Celtic, um, you know, hit the post. Although I think Robbie McCrody got a touch on it. That was a, a big moment to not make it one each. Coming out for the second half, they would have expected a reaction from Celtic, of course. You know, they are a good side. I don't think that actually material, you know, materialised. I thought Rangers were pretty, you know, not without being overly conservative in their play. They contained Celtic in that rush that was expected. Can't remember too many chances. There was a little bit of forward play. They were in our half a bit more than they were in the first half. But it probably only lasted for about ten minutes before Rangers started to push them on and started to force them into corners out wide, create traps, make them try to play throughs, which wasn't really happening for them. And like I said, our midfield came back into play there and you know were pretty dominant throughout the match. I, I don't think Celtic ever really got a real foothold in the game. And Rangers were able to to pretty much, you know, dictate the flow in the second half. Yeah, there was some steady moments, of course. There's always going to be teams will create chances, but yeah, I, I don't think Rangers would have been overly worried from the sidelines or on the pitch, which I, I think was a confidence that was communicated into the stands. Well, I think it sums it up in the, the post-match press conference there. We obviously seen Ange Postacoglu and Cal McGregor both come in and they were bitterly disappointed by Celtic's performance today and they really felt they, they couldn't get any control of the game and, and Rangers were the better team. And I think that was summed up by, by the whole game, to be honest with you. I, I, Celtic really, really struggled to create the chances that they usually do in domestic football today. And that, that is credit to Rangers. I think Michael Beale set up and, and, and knew how to kind of approach this game more. I mean, let's be honest, he's had quite a few of these fixtures now. I would be starting to get worried if he wasn't trying to, to work out, you know, Celtic's approach and their tactical style. So, look, deserves a lot of credit and it, and it shows when... The, the opposing manager and captain are coming in and, and admitting that they just were second best today. It, it, it shows that, that Rangers are the top performance. So yeah, into that second half, like you said, I think you analysed it pretty well. We'll just move on to the goal then. Francis Gala, I think we had a wee bit of discussion on this before we came live. We weren't really sure and I, I think we can all admit them when you're watching an old firm, sometimes you kind of get caught up in the emotion of it and you're maybe not as aware of everything happening as accurate as you remember. I believe uh, Fashion Zakala, I think he robs the ball from Carl Startfelt, maybe a, just a, just around the halfway line, maybe, just inside Celtic's half. And uh, he drives through on goal. I don't know if anyone else agrees in the comments. Tommy might agree. I think it was the longest driving in goal ever, you know, because of Fashion Zakala's record, let's say, over the last month. He maybe hasn't been as prolific as we've seen. And I, I, I won't lie to you, I, I, I did fear the worst, but you know, credit to him. He shows a lot of composure to round the goalkeeper. I think it's something we've missed from players a lot in the past. I think it's something we've always wanted from Ryan Kent to round goalkeepers more and, and put the ball in. He shows really good composure. His left foot and uh, yeah, he slots it in past Joe Hart. So really good goal, Tommy. What were your thoughts at, at that point? And, and did you see more coming uh, in the game? 
I thought we were going to get more at one point, and I really would have wanted that. You know, the marker gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you know, don't I have no truck with anybody saying, "Oh, it was a, a weekend this side or a weekend that side." They turned up to win. And there was a confidence in the Celtic group today that they were going to get a result and and kind of cap off that you know old firm part of the season and then go towards the cup final. So they really wanted it today. They didn't get it because we took it away from them. Nothing else. It should be the story there. In terms of Sakala, yeah, listen, you're absolutely right. I hear they've been doing a lot of work on the training grounds, putting them in front of empty nets and, and hoping that he can roll, <laughs> roll that into the back. We can laugh now, obviously, right? But he does really well. There is a load of you know, confidence there in terms of you know, getting around the keeper and then taking it the entire stadium. And I'm pretty sure everybody at home and around the globe as well held their breath. Where's this going? Right. And then it just hits the back of the net. Sweet, sweet for the fans. Sweet scoreline. Really sweet for him as well. You know, good luck, good luck to him. Today's not a day for griping or anything like that about anything else. Well done, Fashion Sakala. Well done, the rest of the team. It's a, yeah, we deserved more, actually, if I'm being brutally honest. It could have been four or five. Yeah, I echo your thoughts, to be honest. I thought Rangers could have got more goals than that today and maybe with a more clinical front line, you would have seen that. But also credit to the players that came in, guys that have been questioned this season. And, you know, Sakala's been one of them, Rabi Matondo as well. Coming into a fixture like this and, and being the one inside of it, it isn't easy with the way the season's gone. So we'll definitely give them more credit today. What we'll do is then we'll, we'll, we'll summarise the rest of the game. I actually thought, Tommy, with the with the substitutions from both teams, it, it kind of petered out a wee bit, the, the rest of the game. I didn't feel there was too much for either side. And, and let's be honest, if, if Rangers are 3-0 up in the game, that I can understand why they maybe take their foot off the gas and just want to keep the clean sheet. And we did say in the stadium, that that was really important today to get a clean sheet. So I totally understand that perspective. What we'll do is we'll jump into some of the players because I think a lot of the players today... Oh, sorry, can I just jump in yeah, of for course. a moment on that? Because I think it's a key point. I don't want to walk past it, which is it maybe goes back to what Ange Postacoglu was saying in the press conference after, which was the Celtic players accepted their fate. I think they got to a point where they, they were looking and thought, oh, we haven't, we haven't been clinical, we haven't got the rub or the green, we haven't got a break of luck against Rangers here. Rangers have dominated the game. It gets to the last 15, 10 minutes. You would have expected they'd have tried to have made a charge to at least get something. I felt that they'd run out of ideas to some extent there, and that belief wasn't there. And Rangers started to just knock it about. You know, we would all have wanted more goals, but I think Rangers were pretty comfortable with that point. It was all patted down, and it was a case of, right, we've, we've sent our fans home happy. Let's just get over the ninety minutes and and then you know see see what the summer looks like, but yeah, back to the back to the team. Yeah, I think there's a there's quite a few players we could pick out today, but we decided to to pick three because if we if we went through the whole team, we'd be here all night, right? And I think we're all aware it's a it's a lovely day and we want to go and celebrate. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll start from the back and we'll go forward. Robbie McCrory, Tommy was a big one coming in today. You know he has played in this fixture before. Uh, he done really well last week against Aberdeen. I, I was maybe. I wouldn't say it's slightly harsh, but I was maybe a wee bit realistic about him on the podcast earlier this week, saying that he kind of done what I would expect a Rangers goalkeeper to do. I thought today he he really showed that he is a good goalkeeper. You know, the, the number of times he was coming off his line, he made a really, really good save from, I think it was Matt O'Reilly. In the, was it early in the second half from yeah, Ryan Jack mistake? Yeah, yeah, made a really good save. What were your... I know, I know in particular you were really impressed with him today because, of course, we enjoyed the game together. What are your thoughts on Robin McCrory and, and how big a game was this for him today moving into next season and potentially being in contention for that Rangers number one jersey? 
he's done everything that he would have been hoping for that Michael Beale and the coaching staff were looking for, which was come in, be calm, don't get caught up in the excitement of the jersey, give a statement performance. And it's it's odd saying that sometimes with a goalkeeper, a statement performance when you know you don't want your goalkeeper to be working too hard. But Robbie McCrory's done exactly what we've been looking for there, which is he's read the game really well, front foot, off his line, out the box, you know, snuffing out danger. Right. I'm not going to use super keeper or anything like that, but it was that's what really impressed me. But also he's done the other part of what's really important for a Rangers goalkeeper, which is you might only get called on twice a match or whatever. And you, you make the save. So that one you're talking about the second half, the one that I spoke about earlier in the, the first half where he gets a touch and puts it on at the post, I'd argue that's maybe the bigger save. But this is what a Rangers number one looks like. Now, of course, Robin McCrory will make mistakes and have bad games, right? That happens with any goalkeeper, even established ones. But he's been asked to to turn up today and show the Rangers support at home in a big game what, what he can do and why the club are backing him. And you know what? You can't ask for anything more from the goalkeeper today. He was absolutely fantastic. And congrats to Robert McCrory. I think you're really right there to highlight the, the aspect of being a Rangers goalkeeper and not necessarily being in the game at all points. But when you are brought into it, you, you perform and you make the big saves and... I think we've seen that from Roman McCrory in the last two games and, and I'd love nothing more for, for this boy to at least have a chance next season. You know, do we, there are rumours, of course, floating, floating around about Jack Butland. I think if the club do bring in a goalkeeper with that kind of name and stature, I would imagine he's going to be the number one. But I think we've seen now from Roman McCrory that he is definitely a worthy challenger and probably shows that he should have been given an opportunity before now. I think we, can, we all realise that there's been... A, I was going to say a wee bit of debate. There's been a big debate surrounding the goalkeeping position at Rangers for the best part of two seasons now. So, Ron McCrory's doing all he can right now. Another massive game for him coming to and he performed. So, yeah, I agree with you, Tommy. Really good and, and credit to him. The, ne- the next player I wanted to pick up on, uh, like I said, there's loads we could pick up. But for me, I actually sent a tweet out about it. Red Van Yilmaz today. You know, this is a boy that hasn't played a lot of football. When he when he did start to get an opportunity in the team, he came in and he, and he picked up a really bad injury. And, you know, Michael Beals came back to the club and it looks like he's favouring Borna Barisic. And, you know, that is fair. Borna Barisic has actually been quite consistent for Rangers over the piece this season. So I'm not going to criticise the manager for that. But now he has his opportunity and he has it in a big game like today. We've seen his tweets last week saying about how much he loves being at the club. That... I felt that was a performance today that really, really backed that up of a player that loves being here and wants to show that he, he has what it takes. What has what it takes? Sorry, what what were your thoughts on Red Van Yelmaz today? How impressed were you by his performance? Well, before I even get to that, I think the most impressive thing is who's going to win out of uh, Shona and Caroline in the comments of who gets to marry Todd Cantwell first. I mean, this could be Rangers' first thruple. As, as far as I'm aware. I would probably put myself in that as well, to be fair. We'll make that three, yeah. Okay. Sean and Caroline and myself, because yeah, Todd Campbell after that today, I would probably marry him as well. But yeah, continue, Tommy. Yeah, let, let's get back, <laughs> let's get back to the game at some point here. So um, you know, listen, Todd Campbell was exceptional, right? But if you ask me about um Ridvan Yilmaz as well, I, I thought he was fantastic. I really liked everything about his game. And listen, fullbacks going forward, you're gonna get the odd bad cross, and that happened a couple of times, you know, there's a couple of poor ones. You can accept that all day long. What I really liked about him was the power and the pace and the aggression at the back and then the ability to get forward and not snatching at crosses, you know, looking about. And I think you'd mentioned this, Ross, during the game, actually, in terms of wanting to look for a smarter ball. 
that's not having a go at you know Borna Barisic who puts in you know, fantastic deliveries, but sometimes it's nice to try and mix it up. But yeah, first and foremost, I'm I'm pretty trite and old fashioned. I look for a defender, even a fullback, who doesn't mind getting you know stuck right in at the back and putting in tough challenges. He's reading in the game again was really good. Some of those challenges could easily have resulted in a yellow with a different ref, although we can maybe speak at the ref if we want, but he's, he was pretty well-timed and pretty aggressive with it, and if that's what we'd bought, and that's what we expect to see next season, I think that, that jersey's in pretty good hands. Yeah, I have to agree. I think that that was a performance today of a player that, that really wants to you know stake a claim for being the first-choice left-back next season, and it's not an easy task. We've seen uh, Lilo Abada up against Borna Barisic quite a few times in this fixture and he has given him a bit of a runaround, let's be honest. So the player he was up against today is a good player and I think he showed aggressiveness in and out of possession. I thought some of his tackles today were superb, like the timing of them, really, really good. And he was always willing to get up and support Rami Matondo on that left-hand side when he had to. And look, a few of his a few of his crosses into the box, he was unlucky that he didn't find anyone. It's really, it's really well played and he smashes it across and you know, that, that's what I want to see from my left-back. I stole your point earlier about the post-match press conference. You stole mine. So we're, we're evens now. But well, we're working well together. Yeah. So it's a midfield that works. Yeah, so that that, that was my point. I, what I like about Rudvan Yilmaz is he is a bit of a more of a modern fullback in that he's willing to get up and down, but it's not necessarily once you get the ball in an area where you can cross it, he doesn't just deliver. You know, he's maybe willing to go backwards. He's maybe willing to wait for that opportunity and... Look, they're both different styles, Borna Barisic and, and Ridvan Yelmaz, and I'm not criticising Borna Barisic here. His delivery is probably the, the best I've seen at Rangers from a fullback, but sometimes the ball to the back post doesn't make sense, and I like that Ridvan Yelmaz is, is not doing that every time he gets it. Yeah. Well, just on that, I think it's, and you know, people in the comments might have a different opinion, but I think it's, with, with a fullback like that, it's probably easier to teach the overlap and whip it in Right, quality is up for debate, right? But overlap, whip it in, than it is to try and educate them if they don't have that defensive mindset. You know, primarily that's their job, and then they do the other part. And I think Yomaz looks like he's got the defensive part in his DNA, and then it's just about making sure that he dovetails well. I thought he did dovetail well with Matondo, although Matondo kind of fell away a wee, wee bit in the second half. But yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I thought it was a, a pretty good performance from from Yomaz, and yeah, if he keeps that up. He goes into the summer feeling pretty good about himself. Yeah, I totally agree. The the next player, and probably the last one we'll analyse today, or we will be here all night, is uh, Todd Campwell, man of the match today. I've been in this press country a few times now, Tommy, raving about Todd Campwell, so I'm going to let you have the majority here to tell me how good he is. I mean, we've seen that in, in the comments here from, from A, saying Raskin and Campwell were like Tolver and Dean in, in midfield today. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. Of course, we're seeing lots of people in the comments, uh, you know, suggesting their thoughts on on Todd Cantwell today and and how good they thought he was. So I'm going to let you go with this because I've I've praised him so much this season already. Just give me your thoughts on on that Todd Cantwell performance today and and overall, you know, this signing for Rangers. Yeah, Raskin and Cantwell, the second best pairing in Ibrox today after us, obviously, right? Goes without saying. And I'm not saying I'm good luck, but the first time I turn up into the gantry. We, we get this type of result, but you know, Todd Cantwell will get all the plaudits quite rightly, and there's there's a player in there, and it's an absolute steal for 1.5 million. He'll go from strength to strength. What I really, really like about him is I mean, you can talk about the goal, etc, etc actually, the movement is fantastic just watch him, it is fantastic the space he gets, but 
he's got all the attributes to his game, even ones that maybe I didn't think he had when he initially you know came up the road. The aggression, the leadership, the you know absolute ball carrying and tracking back, etc. He is you know, a player that does have pretty much everything you're looking for. Um, add to that the fact that I think he's a you know really good face for the, the club in terms of media and stuff like that as well. Rangers have got a bit of hot property there. If he can continue on what he's doing, take that into pre-season and then come back five in next season, develop the relationship that he has with Nico Raskin and whoever else is in that midfield and up front, listen, he's going to be a star for Rangers. And, you know, a few people who you know, maybe questioned whether he was a luxury player and, and had all that, I've already eaten those words. I am a big, big fan of Todd Cantwell and I'm pretty sure everybody else in the Rangers support is. He deserves whatever type of beverage he's going to have tonight because that was a fantastic performance start to finish Well, when he came off. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I, this might be a wee bit of a premature statement and, and I might be getting ca you know caught up in the emotions of this one today, so feel free to criticise me, but he actually comes across to me as a bit of a leader. Mm. Yep. You know, he looks like someone on the park that's willing to drive everyone on and his work rate is... It's probably the best in the side, to be honest with you. The amount of ground he covers is phenomenal, really. Yeah. And this is from an attacking player. But even then, once he's done all that groundwork and he's making tackles, he's throwing himself into challenges, the quality he has in possession is is right up there. I mean, we've seen one on the, the right-hand side here at Ibrox today. He's under a lot of pressure. And I think I was going to call it as a Dan turn, but I don't think you would class it as that anymore. He does a nice piece of skill to, to evade the pressure. And everyone around us was, whoa, whoa that, that's that's something we haven't seen for a while here. So, yeah, like I, I could sit here and rave about Todd Campbell all night. He, he's, a, he's a really, really good signing for Rangers. A terrific bit of business that the club deserve credit for. And he will be one of the players that Michael Beal builds this team around next season. No doubt about it. Uh, I think himself, Nicholas Raskin are probably the main two that this team's going to be built around now. Of course, there's other key players in there that will stay around, but they are the two, I think, that can push Rangers to the next level. And Michael Beale couldn't be happier with Todd Campbell right now. I actually think he said something along those lines in the press conference. So, yeah, really encouraging to see. And, and long may it continue right up to the end of the season and next season. So we're coming towards the end here. I realise we've been on for half an hour. Really appreciate everyone getting involved. Obviously, everyone's enjoying the result as they should. Tommy, just your, your kind of last question then, your your overall thoughts on the game today and more importantly, what does this mean for next season? And I'll add a wee bit of context. Michael Beale was really, really wanting to say in that press conference there that this was just three points. We understand what this result means. It, it, in the context, it doesn't mean a lot. It's about showing up today, getting three points and moving on. Do you view it as simply as that, or do you think today is is a bit of a marker for next season, and that this gap between ourselves and Celtic isn't as big as is it as it is perceived in the media? What what do you think about the the overall thoughts of that result today? Well, I think as per usual, Celtic weren't the story today. Rangers were, and so it was. You know, could the players step up? Could they could they perform? Could they show what they were about? You're, you're absolutely right in terms of. You know, Michael B was correct. It was three points, right? That's all it matters, and the title's gone. It was a good one for the fans and the group of players to take into the summer. For me personally, what it is is a very, very good view of the style of play that Michael Beale and this group of players want to deliver. Now we know there's going to be, you know, 
big changes. There's already changes happening off the pitch in the boardroom, etc. There'll be other changes, and there'll be changes on the the match day squad and stuff like that as well. But this is that's probably the Michael Beale performance that he's been looking for. So he wants players who can fit into that and deliver that type of powerful, pacey performance that drives teams back and doesn't let them particularly breathe. And I think, by and large, that's what we did today. So that's what they take away. The system can work. It's now about getting players into that system and players with the mindset of that system and getting rid of some players who, you know, quite frankly, haven't been able to deliver for Rangers. So... By and large, that's the positivity to take. You know, it's only three points, but it's always nice to get those three points. And it, you know, probably on a personal level for Michael Beale, although it's cliched, it shakes the monkey off. You've come back in at the manager's chair. You've had a few bites at the, the Celtic kind of cherry. You've not been able to, you know, get the win. Well, that's done now. That that narrative's dead in the water. And when we talk about the first Old Firm game next season, it'll be coming off the back of Rangers winning three 0 here at Ibrox. That's not a bad uh, message uh, before kickoff. Exactly that. And I think you're right to highlight Michael Beal there in terms of his... I, I think going into this game today, I, I was a bit nervous for Michael Beal. I think we can say this now, thankfully that we have the result, right? And we can maybe be a wee bit more honest about it. But I think he would have been under a lot of pressure this summer if Rangers didn't get a victory today or maybe they'd end up losing the game. Maybe a draw would have, have saved them. I'm not sure. I think Rangers fans were turning up today and expecting that Rangers get the result. It doesn't matter how they get it, but they get it. They wanted to see something from this manager and this team that they can buy into going into the summer and, and, and give everyone optimism. So I think it's a really, really big result for Michael Beale today. And the way, they, the way they've done it as well with the performance is really encouraging. Of course, I think, like I said there, most Rangers fans would have taken probably a 1-0 today and just get out. You finish the season, you get the victory you needed and you move on. But I think the team showed up and they showed up for the manager and, and this now gives Michael Beale a bit of a platform in the summer to go into it, look towards next season with, with a fresh mind, a fresh squad and, and really look to push Celtic all the way and, and that's what we need to be doing every single year. We need to be back to winning trophies regularly and you know that, that Michael Beale understands that. I'm sure he's well aware of the expectations at this club. And yeah, we're right to highlight Michael Beale there because I just thought the way he handled the press conference was really good. You know, he came in, he didn't want to, to kind of revel in the moment. It was very much three points. We've done what we wanted to do today. People stepped up and performed that I wanted them to. And that's it. And we move on. But yeah, that's us. That'll be us for today. I think we're coming up to the 35-minute mark. So we've been on for quite a while. Thanks for everyone, Thanks for everyone getting involved. It's been really good. Uh, I remember... Please subscribe and uh, and like the video if you enjoyed the content that allows us to, to continue to do these things. You can find us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And yeah, it's it's been a really good day. All I need to do now is thank Tommy for his time. Tommy, thanks for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Definitely was not a hassle here to see us pace Celtic 3 now. Yeah, I mean, we can, let, let's hope there's a, there's a lot more of that next season. But yeah, thanks for everyone for joining us. Really enjoyed it and I appreciate all the support and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.